0: So you guys are on the third floor of the chalet waiting for the Scarlet Sash to show up. And Nightfall is slowly creeping in. Do you guys have anything that you want to prep beforehand? You do notice that the ravens are all flying away at this point and it's eerily quiet yet again
1: but
2: i have enough time to potentially make a health potion with my alchemy tools
0: yeah sure i'll let you make one of those sweet just make a a basic one
2: yeah i'll yeah I'll just add one to my inventory
0: so as night falls you see because of how you guys are kind of just sitting in this room through the ceiling The holes in the roof. Four ginormous humanoid ravens fly in. They come dropping in through the ceiling and land in front of you. And go up to the dresser to get their robes. And they begin shape-shifting into people at this point. As they are becoming naked and grabbing their robes. One is an older woman. You estimate 50 plus. Another one is a fairly old guy, definitely 70 plus. And then a younger human who's probably in their 20s. And then also the last one is probably in their 30s, you would estimate. And she is actually the first one to notice you guys. Go ahead with your whatever your little intro that you have planned.
2: Oh, I was going to come out of the shadows clapping and saying neat trick you got there. Don't worry, we're friends. We just got a couple of questions for you as all.
0: She gasps and grabs her robe and like pulls it in front of her trying to be modest in front of your your adventuring party. Quickly they get dressed and arrange themselves and this old lady steps forward fixing her her glasses. And you see attached to various parts of her bandolier different different homemade bottles and flasks. She she looks between you guys and then looks up at the giant and it's like, what are you doing here in our house?
2: Well, uh, we were traveling along the road and found a house that looked abandoned, and then we started hearing things, right? And- children laughing people screaming there's a dude screaming for his dog at one point it was really interesting but one of the really interesting part was was when we went up in the study area where there was a a bed and a crib i got to meet the apparition of a small child who was begging for help so that, that her and her family can finally be at rest now to my surprise when we were led through the house and out to the graveyard, I saw one of your, uh, probably one of your little portal things among the graves. So, one, we want to get to the bottom of that. Two, we want to help these people pass along, because being stuck in limbo is no fun. We want to make that happen, and that's what's going to happen. I'm not asking for permission, I'm just asking for direction.
0: Roll a persuasion check.
2: That's a five. Yeah, right, awesome. That was a great speech, just get fucked by a roll.
0: Yeah. She looks at you and smiles and turns to the others, and two of them kind of laugh and then look a little bit nervous as well. She turns to you, you know, like a grandmother would, and kind of pats you on the arm. So you found the journal. Uh, We are hoping to, to test you and dissuade you from entering and see how brave you were with the noises. As for the ghosts, they are unfortunately very real. And we have not yet found a way to free them from this place. But we're hoping that you can help us. She goes to the window and looks down and points down at the grave that you've dug open. And you see this cloud of smoke billowing up and out of the grave. It almost looks like the mist that's surrounding The area around the chalet is emanating from that grave. We're not exactly sure which witch it was. But there was a witch in the area that had come and dug up one of the girls to use her body for experiments. And she had also placed a portal into the Shadowfell there in the other girl's grave. We managed to kill two of the three witches out in the swamps. But the third one has since fled fled the area far beyond our reach now at this point. We don't know where she went. She may even have another doorway into the Shadowfell that we're not aware of. In any effect, we've been attempting to find a way to put these spirits to rest and also to close the portal. We've been going into the portal and pulling out magic items to try to weaken the spirits and the undead on the other side. They're too powerful for us. So we can only go in for short periods of time and then are forced to flee.
2: So you need some muscles what it sounds like.
0: And brains, and she pats Barrettan on the shoulder.
2: <laughs> Me looking kind of insulted cuz I'm smart as fuck too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are the giant though, so
2: I am, for sure. Yeah. My intelligence is 18. Nice, yeah. You're much smarter than
3: anyone else thinks you are. Berenin smiles a little bit, though, for actually being recognized for being smart and not just being the scrawny wizard, so he smiles to himself a little bit. Like, yeah,
2: that's right.
0: Well, we were hoping someone from Candlekeep would come and assist us.
2: Well, I guess we're your assistants, I guess.
0: Perfect. So, for the witch, we're hoping that you may be able to find her in the Shadowfell. Otherwise, we don't know how you would go about being able to... track her down but if you can find the undead the master of the mausoleum on the other side killing them should allow you to then come back through and close the shadowfell portal once and for all
2: killing monsters always was my specialty
0: and keep in mind they are also not aware that you found that artifact
2: what artifact it was like a statue right yeah of an evil demon lord I feel like we probably should
0: tell
3: them on top of that. Should we also maybe mention the fact that we found like the whole, the remains of the Duke and like, his necklace and everything like that be like, Hey, do you think this would help put him to sleep? And
2: yeah, I would like to say like, Hey, we did find this. Yeah. They
0: readily agree. And in fact, the, the younger man in his twenties, he comes forward. Uh, he's like rail thin, small, clearly by looking at you, he, He doesn't seem to trust you guys. He he comes forward. He has a hand crossbow attached at his waist. Uh, He comes forward and was like, yes, definitely. If you could bury that necklace back with the body, that should be enough for him to return to rest and no longer haunt these grounds.
2: And the, the demon statue?
0: His eyes narrow. You found the demon statue?
2: Yeah, it was just lying on the ground.
0: We hide those things so people can't use them. What are your intentions with them? And his hand rests on that hand crossbow.
2: Oh, okay. Does my character notice that? Oh, yeah.
0: He's not being super subtle about it.
2: I would like to first walk forward and place my hand right on his his shoulder. Well, to be honest with you, I have not a clue what this is for or why you hide them. But I know they're strong and I know they're powerful. But I also know that I'm powerful, and I would really appreciate if you took your hand off your weapon, because we're being friendly. And I want to look him deep in the eye and says, very friendly.
0: He glances over at the others, and the elderly old man comes over, and he has a a walking stick, and he, like, pats the leg of the younger boy so his hand drops down. And he points the stick at you. Take that artifact to candlekeep to have it disposed of. And he sets his stick down on the ground and he nods once at you and then goes and starts gathering up some dishes to take down clearly to go wash them. And he just like walks out of the room as if this whole conversation has been resolved.
2: Yeah, pretty much for me it is.
0: So will you will you help us? The younger girl asks wistfully. As wistfully as I can say as a young girl.
3: <laughs> well, and of course and at that point, I, muscle, well, as much muscle as I can, considering how I don't have any muscle, <laughs> slide forward, and I'm like, oh, but of course we shall help you, trying to be all, like, suave and whatnot.
0: She smiles at you and kind of looks down and kind of plays with this lantern that she holds on her tunic. Like, she has this, um, an old lantern that doesn't appear to work any longer.
2: I feel like what I need to, like, Take a closer look at that lantern. I don't want to like get close to her and spook her, but I'll like kneel, kneel down to her, and I'll be like, "Yeah, with his brains and my my brawn, I feel like we could take care of this and help you guys out just fine." All the time, like figuring out if there's anything special about this lantern. Yeah, roll an
0: arcane check for me. She um she looks at you and then looks at Baird and and smiles.
2: I've got a I got a ten. Yeah, you
0: think you see old. long since like rubbed out arcane runes definitely age and the magic in them has has long since seeped out of this lantern you can't really tell what its original function was either since you can't make them out maybe if you had it you you might be able to piece it together but uh, it just looks old and corroded now at this point it's more of a keepsake you're guessing Perhaps a an old family artifact.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Also, when the girl smiles at me, I immediately, like, you know, all the, my, my two seconds of suave is gone, and I immediately, I, like, blush and look down at the floor, because it's like, oh my, oh my god, a, a girl's paying attention to me?
0: She also smiles and blushes and looks down, but you don't notice, because you're looking at the ground like a derp.
3: Right, because <laughs> I am one. That's My middle name is Derp. <laughs> um, it's a family name what can i say
0: all the all the males pass it down from one generation to the next <laughs> the older lady comes over and and puts her hand back on alistair's shoulder uh and, and she looks him in the eye and she's like well uh w- will you at least help try to put the baron to rest and see if you can enter into the shadow and resolve at, at least this undead problem that's Causing some of these issues for us.
2: Yeah, let's go do it.
0: And as you're leaving. And the younger guy. Pipes in. And if you're not too afraid. Help the other daughter as well. You'll have to. Have to open her grave. And he kind of mumbles angrily. At the lady. Uh, chiding her for. Being immodest. And you could tell that he is absolutely jealous. Of the fact that she was. Dropping eyes on your, your elf wizard there. I'm assuming you guys are going to just make your way downstairs. Y- you see the old man cleaning in the kitchen. As you go outside, the older lady comes with you. And she puts on the cloak and grabs the shovel. And she hands it over to, to Bear Killer. Uh, assuming you're going to be digging.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Naturally.
0: As she's walking, she walks next to the paladin. And asks Esmeralda... What order? And what god do you serve?
1: I took an oath with the ancients.
0: She looks down and, and smiles and kind of cocks her head in a in a curious like that is a strange strange oath for for a halfling, but very respectable. Well, thank you.
3: <laughs> at which point Esmeralda blushes and looks at the ground. Yeah, getting hit on by this 7-year-old woman.
0: Yeah, the old lady's hitting on me. Good lord. As you guys are going, she stops at the gate and she points to the first grave, the Baron's, and gestures for you to begin. And then she, as you're starting to dig, she says, be wary. We believe that there's still a creature trapped in the other daughter's grave. Uh-huh. To enter the shadow fell, you'll just need to lie down in the grave. And then it will, you'll appear on the other side.
1: You want us to lay down in a grave?
3: She shrugs. We're going to need to make that one a little bigger for, you know.
1: The giant? Yeah. yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> she shrugs. Um, she's like, I didn't make the portal, but he should be fine. It's bigger in there than he suspects.
2: We'll make it work.
0: So after just a, a couple minutes of digging here, because you, you're just speeding through this, you get to the coffin, and are able to to pry it open just enough that you can place the locket back on the inside. Do you guys want to do this, or do you want to open it further and inspect? What do you guys wish to do? She is standing patiently beside you as well.
3: I would say we just put it on. I don't necessarily know if we want to gray bra with an audience yeah i mean
0: yeah well and i'm sure your cleric and your paladin bolt would be disapproving of grave robbing in fact the blood hunter probably would be too knowing that that's only going to make spirits more upset
3: well and your wizards just creeped out by the whole thing but you know
0: <sighs> okay all right you put that in there and you actually see the ghostly figure kind of hazy coming through the mist and he comes and he, he like has the dog next to him also, and he's found the dog, and you see the dog lay down on his grave and kind of fade away, and the Baron lay down uh, on his and fade away.
3: Yay! We helped the dog. Yeah, the only important thing has been
0: accomplished. (laughs) Yeah, and we're done. (laughs) Baron, not really being a master of the arts of of necromancy, you're kind of... Like you said, weirded out, not paying attention to this. You do notice that the other lady is standing outside next to the house. And she's smiling now that you have accomplished your your portion of it. And in the window in the kitchen, you see that frail little guy like glaring out the window at you, staring right at you.
2: Does my character notice this as well?
0: Uh, roll a perception since you're busy now covering the grave back
3: up with dirt. Dude, I've rolled so low. I got a seven.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You do not notice either of those two things happening.
3: I, however, noticing that the guy is giving me the death glare, do my best, and I like look over and I give like a sheepish little bow to the lady.
0: Oh, nice, perfect. Yeah, she uh, uh, she responds positively and kind of gives you a little wave, but still keeps her her distance from the graveyard at this at this time.
3: But then I want to look back at the dude looking through the windows and just see how big of the crossbow is he has pointed at me at this point.
0: (laughs) His crossbow is not out, but you do see him staring daggers directly at you. And you see the old man like swatting at him with dirty dishes and trying to get him to help clean. The older lady finally introduces herself as Madrina and and she pulls a a flask off her belt and hands it over to Silmay. And ask Silmay if he would uh, be willing to offer a prayer for the baron and and for the dog at this point since they've gone to rest,
4: yeah, I can do that
0: perfect so you take are you taking the flask as well that she's handing over to you?
4: yeah, I will um I don't think I've ever done like a prayer or anything like that before like is there anything okay. I need to do?
0: you could just yeah say that you're you're giving a prayer you nothing like that okay. Unless you had like a prayer just sitting there ready, ready to go.
4: I uh, don't think so. Yeah, no,
2: it's not like a, a spell you cast or anything. Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. Nope.
0: Yeah, you're you're basically just
3: like unless you want to be like performative and pull one out of your butt. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Give
4: us a prayer, <laughs> Selma. No, nah, she's not made for the spotlight. She's not doing that.
0: Yeah, she is. She, she does a little quiet prayer. You notice, though, that this potion that she handed to you, you're kind of familiar with it, having seen other clerics and priests in your temple make potions of this type. It's a blue potion that is bubbling, and steam is coming off of it as if it were boiling, but it is not hot. It, it's just like it feels like a, a flask with a room-temperature liquid on the inside. It's a potion of heroism. So if you're to drink the potion, it is giving you 10 extra temporary hit points for 1 hour and it also gives you the effects of the bless spell. And do you have bless on your um as one of your spells there? I didn't know if you if you had it so you could see what it does. Yeah, I
4: don't know.
0: Okay, no worries. Basically, bless what that's going to do is it's going to give you a 1d4 that you can add to an attack roll or a saving throw. Like basically anything that you have to roll the 1d24, you can add a 1d4 to it for an hour after you drink the potion. Plus, you get 10 temporary hit points that last for that hour until they get burned up by damage.
3: So that could be a good thing to use inside the fell. Yeah.
0: Also, you will be immune
3: to fear. That now sounds like a very good thing to have inside the Shadowfell. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would say so. Perfect. If you don't end up using it, the Blood Hunter can try to learn the recipe from it, using it up in the course of trying to learn that recipe, so he can add that to the types of potions he can make in the future. If you guys wanted, or you might be able to find the recipe anyway at Candlekeep, most likely. Buy it or something
2: yeah whatever we want to do guys i have no problem
0: but she gave it to Silme, so it's it's hers to decide to do with as she pleases next grave are you guys going to check the daughter
3: the
2: other daughter's grave at this point
3: yes i am
2: but as i'm doing it i want everyone to ready in action
3: before we even get to that point i want to ask the the older lady it's like so what kind of creature are we expecting to deal with in here Kind
0: of looks at you and and shrugs and she's like the witches that were attempting to corrupt this place before we came were essentially creating undead creatures and trying to pull undead creatures as servants from the Shadowfell. So this is some kind of mix between either a creature of the Shadowfell or it's something that they created themselves. But because it's been trapped. Uh, we haven't yet had a need to dispose of it because we were trying to find out if we could use it somehow to track the last witch or hopefully she was going to come back. It's been quite some time, so we doubt she's ever coming back since we killed the other two.
2: I'll dig the grave if everyone wants to ready an action. I'm going to cast my Crimson right on myself. Okay. Come on, four. That's a one.
0: God damn, it. <laughs> dude, you roll a lot of ones with that spell. That is rough.
2: I hate D fours, to be honest. I hate them so much.
0: Yeah, uh, D fours are a bit of a struggle. What actions are are you guys just gonna ready like a spell or what? Since there all of you can cast spells, what what actions are you guys readying? Do we kind of have an idea?
2: Well, I'm assuming I can't ready an action. I guess I'll I'll ready an unarmed attack because I won't be able to be shoveling as well as pull my hammer out. Right. Yeah. So I'll just I'll ready an unarmed strike. Actually, no, I'll ready chill touch.
1: Um, I will ready my flail and shield in case, you know, I need to swing at something.
3: Yeah, I'm going to ready fireball.
1: I will just ready a ray of frost.
3: Alisara, as you're digging. You Hear a
0: not a thump like you'd expect of hitting the top of a a wooden coffin, as the other coffins have been. You hear the sharp bang of a metal shovel slamming against stone.
2: Okay, like it's a stone grave, maybe.
0: Yeah, like potentially, yep.
2: Okay, well I guess I'll let everyone know, and then I'll just kind of start swiping dirt away. You got to look at what
0: it is. Yeah, uh, as you swipe everything away, you see uh, markings on the top of of this grave, and they are faintly glowing a red hue, which you know uh, your passive perception lets you know that perhaps these are are not your your normal good arcane runes you don't believe that it's a trap though Uh, i don't i don't know if either you or the or any of you in the party want to try to do an arcane check
3: i was just about to ask if i could
0: uh she looks down at him and she shrugs and she's like it's some kind of necromatic binding i'm not entirely sure as to what it does
3: i got a 14 on my arcane check so it's not terrible but it's not great I can do
2: arcane, too, because I got a plus 7 arcane. Ooh, there we go. I got a 26.
0: So you guys know, Baradun, you you realize that this is a a binding spell here. It's a bit different. And basically what it's doing is it's... There's a creature in there, which you guys already knew. It's drawing power from the creature and sharing it through through the ground to help like keep that portal running alistair you know that these symbols are a construct so the the creature that's in there is not an undead creature power that it's stapping from it is purely arcane and it's like a a power source if that makes sense they're using whatever this creature is on the inside not undead as a battery but you think that just destroying the symbols is not going to stop the spell at at this point it's already taken effect the the only thing you can do now at this point is to destroy
2: the creature
3: well wait a second though
2: yeah don't we want to go into the shadow first
3: I was going to say, if we need to go into the Shadowfell, don't we need this battery dude to be, like, battering? We do. So that means we need to go into the Shadowfell first, then come out, and then wax this guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Roll, uh, so you're gonna climb, uh, as you're climbing up and out of the grave, who is going to lay down in the, the grave first? I will. All right, we're gonna have the paladin go first. So you're going to hop in there. While you're climbing out, can you roll a dexterity save for
2: me, Bear Killer Alistair? Yes, absolutely. I got a 21.
0: Big save! The top of the sarcophagus bursts open, and rock shards like kind of like, fly up into the air and then like fall back down, uh, dropping into the, the freshly overturned dirt and thumping. And you see two hands crawling up out of the ground trying to grasp at you and claw at you. Uh, You're definitely familiar with hands like these and know that if if they get you, you potentially could contract some types of diseases. You also see rising up out of the grave what looks to be the only thing you could really describe it as is a scarecrow.
3: Nice.
1: Is, wait, that's not the grave we're going into to get to the Shadow Field, right?
0: No, this is the one that he just got off the uh, the sarcophagus, and you guys are going to leave it, and it, it pops out. So you guys can take your bonus actions. Let's go ahead and roll initiative, though, so that way we can kind of do it in an orderly fashion.
2: I got a 20,
1: 20. I got a 6. 20. I definitely was getting ready to jump in that other hole. That's what I was doing with my six.
3: I got a 21.
0: First is Alistair, then Baradin, then Silmay, and then last is Esmeralda.
2: I will first climb completely out of the grave and then cast Chill Touch. I got a 21 to hit. So rolling for damage. I got five damage. You can tell that your, your spell hits it. Do I get my two attacks for this or is this just the one?
0: Yeah, no, this is just your your one ready to action that you like responded with,
3: yeah, and blasted it. Baron, take it away. Did I hear him say it's resistant to fire?
0: No, it's vulnerable to fire.
3: Well, then I'm going to uh, use my ready to action and cast Firebolt.
0: Which one are you hitting? Red hand, blue hand, or scarecrow?
3: I'm also going to aim for the scarecrow. We're just going to pile damage on. So this is a ranged attack 17.
0: That's a hit. Cool.
3: Eleven fire
0: damage. Dang, that was a big hit. Nice. Silme, you're you're a go about
4: Would frost do much damage for any of them?
0: Yeah, you could uh probably damage them with the frost. That shouldn't be a problem. They're not powerful enough to have like magic resistance like that.
4: What's this one in the back here?
0: Yeah, the scarecrow. The one without a dot is the scarecrow.
4: Okay, so I'm gonna aim for that then and do spray of Okay.
0: Perfect, yeah, roll to to hit it.
4: That's a 14.
0: Yeah, that's a hit, perfect. Oh, all
1: right, 11.
0: Another 11, you guys are just wrecking the scarecrow. Esmeralda, your move.
1: So I turn around and I see everybody attacking this thing crawling out of the grave. I swing my flail at the red hand, which is the one closest to me. Okay. 422.
0: Ooh, that looks like a hit.
1: Yes, it does. Let's do some damage. Five damage.
0: Nice. Big rolls, low damage. You squish the thing and it, it bursts under your your flail and is now dead. The end of the uh the book is now covered in in gunk. I think now it goes back up to the top to Bear Killer.
2: I am going to. Move up to here, so then I can hit the Scarecrow with my Maul. Okay. My first attack, I get a 14. Does that hit? That's a hit. We're going to do our damage. We got 12 damage bludgeoning, and then um, 1 damage of Necrotic. And then let me roll my 1d10 for the Thunder damage.
0: Perfect. Just blast this thing.
2: With a 9. So. Thirteen plus nine is twenty-two.
0: Yeah. You you see chunks of this thing just blowing away into the into the wind, but it still stands.
2: Well I'm gonna swing again with my second attack, and I got a twenty-five. We'll roll our damage. We got thirteen for the initial hit, so fourteen, so thirteen bludgeoning, one necrotic, and then thunder damage, ten. A 24 damage total on my second hit.
0: More chunks of this thing just blast away at this point, flowing off, caught up in this this rolling thunder wave. and you're go. There's still a hand and still a scarecrow and still a chick watching you. You can feel her eyes upon your back.
3: If I not won this, it's because I'm getting nervous.
0: Okay. Do you say that out
3: loud? Uh, no, but it's what I'm thinking. So I'm going to cast Firebolt at the Scarecrow again. And I rolled a 20. It was dirty, but it's still a 20. And so 2d10, and I do six Firebolt damage to it.
0: Perfect. The thing bursts into flames and starts flopping around on the ground and slowly ceases to move.
3: Can I, like, walk up to it and, like, because I know the girl's watching, and, like, stamp its face out?
0: Yeah, of course. There is a little crawly hand still, still alive. Oh, but yeah, you you can walk up and.
3: Yes, I'm gonna go ahead and do that because I'm gonna say that I'm so like you know in in the moment, I wanted to show off to this girl that I'm gonna like, Ugh, and I'm gonna walk up and you know. My character just has the
2: most disgusted look on his face because he just damaged it for fifty points. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, damn, that was my kill.
3: Oh, dude, that, that, that's been my life the last couple of things. It's like, here's here's Herodin whittling stuff down and somebody else throws a pebble and it dies. Yeah.
0: Yep. So may there's one crawling hand lurching towards you. Uh, what would you like to do about it?
4: So is it, is it like in the process of like flying at me and I'm doing like a reaction, basically?
0: Yeah, it's like, well, it's like coming across the ground at you, but you're going first. It's going after. So you might be able to kill it before it hits you.
4: Right, but I was just wondering if it was, like, like a freeze frame of it, like, in the air, like, coming at me, and I have, like, a second to, like, think of something.
0: Yeah, to blast it. It is, yeah. It's, it's launching into the air. It's, it's five
3: digits coming straight at you. It curls into a fist and then flips over and then sticks up its middle finger right as it approaches.
4: Okay, so then I will um, do produce flame in that case.
3: That is a 23.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a hit.
4: And 8.
0: Awesome. You hit it midair, and it just turns to, it explodes into a, a crispy burst of fire. And just smoke and ash, like, kind of float through the air at, at this point. There's nothing left of it. Well done. So you guys have slayed uh, these creatures. Baird, and you feel a, a slight tug on your robe from behind.
3: I startledly turn around because I'm like, I assume that it's something I didn't see is going to kill me now. Cause I got too cocky. You,
0: you see uh, the girl standing in front of you and she smiles and, and she says, thank you so much. My name is Vinicue, And she like starts trying to hand you her lantern.
3: I compose myself as best I can. I'm like Vinnie What a lovely name. And I, I noticed that she's handing out her lantern and I'm like, oh, and I guess I like kind of start to hold my hand, reach my hands out towards it. But questioningly, like, are you giving this to me? Yeah, she uh she
0: blushes and, and she hands it to you. She's actually actively handing it to you. And she pulls from her robe a small blue candle and she hands that over to you as well says this way she'll know when you're coming back and she'll hold the portal open for you.
1: So we just got to make sure you're the last one back so she doesn't close it on the rest of us.
3: <laughs> yeah. She's like, "I got my elf screw you guys." Yeah, so you guys aren't going to be letting me hang near the back of the party, are you? We're we and go, "Ah, motherfucker." Awesome. I thank her and I'm like, "Wow, thanks. Uh how do I use it?"
0: Uh she she looks at you and and kind of chuckles and she's like you're a wizard you can figure it out and she has like bright gleaming like blue eyes and she kneels down into the dirt and begins chanting Uh, and the mist is like gathering up in the grave Uh, and you can see that she is like holding it together uh, with this blue shimmering light
3: and i'm like Oh yeah, I, I am a wizard, so I I I, I guess I, I will figure it out. Okay. Well thanks though.
0: Again. She smiles and she's like, use the use the lantern to light your way back.
3: And I like step back and I'm like, Light my way back. Okay. I guess I attach the lantern to my belt and I put the candle inside one of my pouches on my person. She's holding
0: the portal open now at this point. The other the other lady begins drawing like a circle and runes in the dirt around the outside of the grave and she's like ushering you guys in. Esmeralda, are you going in first?
1: Yep, I'm going to jump on my uh quaddle um and I'm going to jump into the grave.
0: You can give it a name at some point so you don't have like a weird
1: I'll deliberate names, but for now, I'm jumping into the the grave. Let's go to the shadow fell.
0: So uh, Esmeralda goes in and disappears. So you see her just like vanish in this mist, and now you see down below just the empty grave with this mist rolling around in it. The giant climbs in next. Um, you vanish looks like it takes a little bit more doing as you get sucked through you feel this like coldness uh, wrap itself around you and you you stand up next to esmeralda in this shadowy land who goes next
3: i'll go next and i look down uh, at that phoenix and say you know i guess i'll see you on the other side my lady and then I want to look back over my shoulder and see if what's his butt is still looking at me. <laughs> he
0: is. He's now outside with the old man. Um, and he has his crossbow out and ready. Apparently thinking that you guys were not going to, to survive.
3: Yeah. I just give him like a shit eating wink. And then I just jump in the hole.
0: So may you lay down next and go through finally. And as you're going through last, you see the, the old lady like look down at you and smile and she says, Remember the potion. There you have it. You guys are now in the Shadowfell. You're in this uh, strange gated area, much like the graveyard that you were in prior, though this one looks ancient and not like a, a mere image of where you came from. It just happens that you're you're connected to a, a graveyard here. You see, like, rolling hills with dead trees and this mist that's just permeating the grounds all over. But in front of you, you make out a a mausoleum
3: wrought of snow. I imagine this looks like the undead level or whatever of Skyrim, where you go and you meet the dead dragon.
1: I really hope there's no dragons.
3: Well, we are raising one, so, I mean, who knows? It
0: doesn't appear that this place is big enough to house a dragon, but you could be wrong.
1: To the mausoleum? To the mausoleum!
3: Yeah. Probably should have asked for directions before we jumped in here, but oh, well.
0: Well, I mean, there's there's a building right in front of you, so good a place to start as any. Yeah. So you guys begin approaching, and you see on either side a the the doorways. You see two giant stone gargoyles? The gargoyles appear to be made out of the same material as the statue uh, that you're holding.
2: Like the bad statue we got, right?
3: Yeah. Are they big though? Like proper gargoyle sized gargoyles?
0: Mhm. Yeah, they're fairly they seem fairly big.
3: Just making sure.
0: They're bigger than Esmeralda, if that gives you any indication.
1: I'm only two foot tall, so...
0: Yeah. You do see graves going about on the outside of the fence area as well. In all directions, you see graves.
3: We have made it to the other side.
0: What brave soul goes first? (laughs) Alright, so Alsar and Esmeralda, you guys can both move yourselves forward, because you're not in combat currently. You see a doorway there before you. The door is cold to touch and is completely made of iron do you wish to open the door are you standing there with your hand pressing on it? i
2: will push open the door
0: okay as the the door begins swinging open you hear the sound of of stone upon stone moving and you see the the gargoyles turning their heads towards you
2: Do they look like they're alive, or do they look like they're just being manipulated?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Can everyone give me perception check?
2: I got a 12.
3: Nice. I got an 18. Okay.
0: Uh, Silmay and Baradun, since you guys are farther back, uh, you both notice the heads on these gargoyles turning and moving, and they look like they're coming to life.
1: At what point would I notice the creature?
0: At the point that either it decides to attack you or and or Silmay tell you that it's coming to life.
3: Well, and that'd be my next thing. would be like, uh, hey guys, those things, they're they're moving.
0: Can everyone roll initiative for me as these things are coming to life, reaching for you?
2: Oh, I got a five.
0: Oh, yikes.
1: Whoa, well, I got a seven.
3: I got a 17. Don't make the wizard go first, guys. No, wizard
0: goes first. Come on, Baradun. You got a lady to impress.
3: Well, she's not presently here. Yeah, well... She's not going to see any of my impressive me getting murdered.
1: (laughs) Would I know anything particular about them? Because I have stone cunning?
0: Yeah, you know that they are evil creatures. That they are resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Because they're made of stone, they're immune to poison. They can't be petrified because they're already stone. They don't get tired. And you need fairly strong metal, if it's not magical, to do to do damage to these things.
2: What about a giant hammer?
0: Yeah, you might be able to crush it. Bludgeon it to death. But, Baird and you're up first. And then Silmay's next.
3: So I am going to wind up and I am going to chuck chromatic orb at it.
0: Okay. Which one are you throwing it at, left or right? Let's go left. Okay.
3: Range, spell attack, twenty-five.
0: Ooh, that's a big hit. And what type of magic? Are...
3: I'm gonna use electric, I guess. Okay. I do seventeen damage. Perfect. That was a really good three d six roll because man, that was a six, six, and a five.
0: Yeah. Chunks of the the gargoyle break away under the the blast from this electric ball. Uh, Alisar, you just get showered and in chunks of charged-up stone as it bounces off your arm. Silmay, your turn.
4: Since they're stone, do they have, like, low dexterity?
0: Yeah, you would guess that's probably the case.
4: Okay, because I have Sacred Flame, which is a dex saving throw.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, they don't seem like they are very agile creatures. They do look like they can hit for a lot when they hit you, though.
4: Yeah, I'll do that. Um, It's a dex save 14. He rolls
0: a four. Yeah, so he fails. You want to roll the damage, horse? Your holy damage burns through this thing. Seven. Seven damage. Excellent. Yeah, your your flames break apart bits and pieces of this gargoyle, and they drop down onto Esmeralda. It is now the one closest to Esmeralda, and it wipes down at her with a mighty swing. Bring it. A nine. So it looks like that's a miss.
1: That's a big miss.
0: And then it leaps down to try to land on you and bite you. Also a miss.
1: Wow. I'm just too little and nimble for it.
0: Yeah. You're able to fend it off with your shield. The other one goes after Alistair and swings. 23. That's a hit.
2: God damn it.
0: Oh, man. Only three points of damage, though.
2: Uh, I I can do three.
0: And then he tries to bite you. uh, And that's a miss. Sweet. All right, Esmeralda, your turn.
1: Let's see. I'm just a little annoyed that this gargoyle is trying to land on top of me. So I'm gonna swing my flail. Does a 20 hit?
0: Yes, a 20 does hit.
1: Perfect. All right, let's do some damage. 10 damage. All right, perfect. I believe I get a fight twice now, right?
0: Yeah, I think you get another attack. You and uh, Bear Killer get two to attack.
1: I'll just hit it again with my flail. Oof. Does an eleven hit?
0: No, it does not. It bounces harmlessly off the stone wing it uses to protect it. So all right. Alright. Uh Alistair, your turn.
2: You already know I'm gonna hit the one that uh hit me with my mole. Let's see what we got. That's probably a miss at the ten.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: I wanna hit it again. That's a hit for sure. That's twenty-six. Yep, that's a mighty hit. I'm going to use my fighting, um, I have a, I forgot what it's called, but it allows me to reroll ones on two-handed weapons. Okay. I'm going to reroll this and take whatever I get. I got a one, the exact same, 11. That's all right. So 12, 11 bludgeoning, one necrotic, and then my thunder die is a five, so.
0: Perfect. The thunder, you can see, just rattles it, and chunks of stone just break away under the impact.
2: Nice. That was my turn.
0: It looks fairly wounded now at this point. Back to you, Bairden. Back to the top.
3: Okay, so which one did Alistair just attack the one on the left or the right?
0: The one on the left, the one that you had hit.
3: Well, then I am going to cast chromatic. Having having watched Alistair use thunder on the gargoyle to great effect, I wind up and I chuck another chromatic orb at it. Uh, I'm guessing a 12 doesn't hit it, though. Nope. Yeah, it
0: slams into the side of the mausoleum and just explodes. Chunks of the mausoleum fly all over, and you hear this huge... Cascading like thunder wave, just like reverberating off the mausoleum and going back out past you into the graves, into the graveyard. Can everyone roll a? Well, let's just use passive perception since you're all there. Silme and Beridan, you hear the echoes of the thunder wave rattling off gravestones um, behind you, and you think you hear distant, muffled murmuring.
4: I will probably do the same thing to the same one.
0: Okay, yeah.
4: That's a 14 saving throw.
0: Oh my goodness, he saved. He dodged it. He does a little pirouette. And your blast slams into the side of the mausoleum. Chunks of stone drop to the ground. Gargoyle Bravo slams down on the halfling shield. Doing nothing. Attempts to bite under her shield. And also can't reach her. Roaring angrily, uh, you now all hear the sounds of the sweet pitter-patter of little feet uh, in the distance coming towards you from amongst the graves. Gargoyle Alpha, he too swings at the giant. Not successful. Attempts to bite your ankle. Oh, and he misses. All right, Esmeralda, your turn.
1: I'm going to once again knock it. Oh, look at that.
0: Oh my gosh. That's a hit.
1: That's definitely a hit. And let's do some damage. 11 damage.
0: Nice.
1: And you know what? I would like to use Ensnaring Strike. It needs to make a strength saving throw.
0: It is ensnared. Twisted, dark roots pull up out of the ground and wrap wrap around it, pinning it in place. So everyone has advantage on hitting that thing now.
1: It takes three damage.
0: Three damage. It roars. Alistair. Oh, wait, no. Esmeralda, don't you have a second attack?
1: Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, you have two attacks plus your bonus. Uh,
1: Yeah true
0: i think if she hits she can expend a spell slot every time she hits until she's out of spell slots if she wants to add effects to her hits
2: i think so
1: well i'm just gonna hit it oh i didn't hit it i got a nine that time
0: you roll with advantage though because it's ensnared
1: does a 17 hit
0: yes it does
1: seven damage perfect
0: you hear the thundering of distant hooves alistair bear killer
2: I'm gonna swing at the one next to me. I got a twenty-six. I am going to re-roll this damage because it's a one. Let's see. That's better. I got fourteen, so fourteen bludgeoning one necrotic, and then now thunder damage. Nice. A six. Awesome.
0: You uh you managed to snap one of its wings off and it drops to the ground. It is
2: still standing. Perfect. I'm gonna smack him again. Does a 14 hit? Uh, it does not. Damn. I think that's it.
0: Okay. All right, Baradin. You are fairly certain that something or some things are coming towards you from behind.
3: Yeah. Can I like do a perception check to see if I can see them?
0: Yeah. You you take a you can take a scan about.
3: Uh, nat 20. So uh, tell me what I see, DM.
0: Yeah, you see the earth moving in front of these gravestones. It seems as if things have been awoken to your presence and are on their way to join the party. You also hear the thundering of what sounds like hooves. So there are horses, perhaps, or something of that nature, galloping as well in your direction.
3: Nice. I turn to the rest of the party and I say not to spoil anybody's day, but I don't think we've got very long before we're gonna have a lot of company. And I mean a lot of it.
2: I feel like that's right as my hammer smashed against the gargoyle. I'd be like, Well then do something.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna cast Melf's miniature meteor.
0: Okay. And then that just floats around you, right? Until your next turn.
3: Yeah, I've got I've got six rocks just floating around me right now.
0: Perfect.
3: I'm kind of I kind of like turn around to like, because I realized it's like, oh, if things start popping out of the ground. We're going to have a problem. Yeah. The, the two up front seem to be doing a pretty good job destroying the, the, the things. So I also look over at Silmay and say, now might be a really good time to drink that potion of yours.
4: Yeah, maybe, maybe it is.
3: Yeah,
0: you if you want to Silmay, it is your turn. You can use a bonus sh- bonus action. And drink that potion if you want. Uh, and then still have an attack. So you can still try to bring down one of these gargoyles before before the dinner party starts.
4: Let me get exactly what it does, just so I make sure.
0: So you get 10 temporary hit points. You're immune to fear. and Then you also get a, anytime you roll a d20 dice, you can add d4 to it. In fact, you must add a d4 to it as well. So you'll roll like a 1d20 to hit something and then roll a 1d4 to add whatever that number is to to that roll.
4: So then how, how long does it last?
0: Uh, for an hour.
4: Oh, a whole hour. Okay. Then yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if you guys are still here in an hour, then...
3: We'll probably be dead. So... Yeah. I mean, realistically... <laughs>
0: It might not be good for you guys to stay here in the Shadowfell for that long if if you know strong creatures start noticing you guys.
4: Okay, I'll I'll take it now then since it lasts so long.
0: Okay. You you feel warm all over. Your skin starts tingling and you feel the holy symbol, your holy symbol of your your God, kind of shine a little bit brighter, and the mist that was around you kind of like starts backing away from you. What would you like to do attack-wise?
4: I don't really have fear. I'm going to move forward. And I'm going to do Produce Flame because that's a hit, guys.
0: That is a hit. And then how much damage does it take? Because your holy flames burn through it.
4: Uh, Just seven.
0: Just seven, she says. As chunks of this gargoyle drop away. They both look fairly damaged now at this point. You guys have... impressively walloped upon them yet they still stand gargoyle Bravo slashes again at the halfling and misses and bites and desperately misses all right Alpha rolls 24 is a hit
2: all right well, how much damage am I taking
0: oh good Lord only three again nice and then he tries to bite you and he misses all right Esmeralda you go. You are now fairly certain that you hear horses.
1: Okay, I am gonna whack the thing again. Ugh, does an 11 hit?
2: No, it does not. Well, you have advantage, right? Because it's entangled. Yes, you
1: do. Oh yeah, let's try it again. A 20, does that hit?
2: Oh yeah, that's a hit.
1: All right, we'll do some damage. Ooh, 11 damage. Nice.
0: Are you doing any bonus stuff to it or just leaving it for now? No. Okay. All right, 11 damage, and Ooh, you have another attack?
1: I do. It's not dead yet, is it? No. Dirty 20.
0: Most definitely tell you when you kill it. All right.
1: Five more damage. Five. That is not very much.
2: All
0: right, perfect. Alistair.
2: All right, you already know what I'm going to do. Does a 15 hit? Uh, yes, it does. All right, so we're going to roll. I'm going to re-roll that okay there we go so 13 bludgeoning one necrotic so up to 14 and then with my thunder only a one. Oh man
0: only a one he says that is definitely not a lot of damage all right they're still both alive somehow
2: all right well i'm gonna hit it again i got my two attacks that's missing i got a nine
0: he is still alive though it's bairden's turn and
3: i am going to Aim at the one that is ensnared. Okay. I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb again.
0: And you can roll with advantage on this
3: one. Well, don't need to, because I hit it with a 26, so. Oh, yeah. But good to know. Thunder damage. Let's go 3d8. Kaboom, 14 damage. 14 thunder damage. Yay!
0: You should see chunks of this thing just shred away. It looks like it's barely standing now at this point hanging on but by a thread
3: have any other threats appeared
0: not yet but you do see that the uh some of the graves around you the the dirt is now uh most definitely moving and whatever it is is digging its way up
3: okay good to know
0: all right still may
4: i'll try ray of frost this time
0: yeah and you could just roll damage that's definitely a hit nice
4: and then my four
0: eleven. Awesome. Yep, that thing is crushed and broken. It drops dead. So now it is the dead one's turn. And then a gargoyle attacks the giant. But misses and misses. Bolt his swings. Man, he's having a hard time getting a hold of you. Esmeralda, you see this gargoyle in front of you just like freeze. And then break apart as it's blasted by Frost.
1: And it's dead, right? Yeah. I will turn around and go for this guy over here. Help out a little bit. Okay. I'll take a swing at him. Oof, that was a bad swing. But I got a second attack. 21.
0: Yep, that's a hit.
1: And seven damage.
0: Nice. Chunks of this thing just drop. It looks fairly wounded now, almost dead in fact. All right, Alistair.
2: I rolled a 25 and then did 22 points of damage.
0: That is more than enough to shatter that little gargoyle. Uh it too now drops dead. Can I get from the three of you minus Silme? Can I get a uh, wisdom saving throws from you guys?
2: Sure. I got a 16.
1: Nice. I'm going to re-roll that, because I have lucky. Oh my god, I rolled a fucking two.
3: (laughs) I got a 15.
0: Uh, You're not immune to fear, are you, Paladin?
1: I have advantage against being frightened.
0: Can you re-roll both of those rolls again, then, since you have advantage?
1: I got a four this time.
0: Okay, still terrible.
1: And a seven.
0: Okay, perfect. You feel a sense of dread gripping about you. And that there is a great evil awakening. Okay. Silme, you can tell that the the power that has been trying to escape the Shadowfell through the portal is inside this mausoleum somewhere in front of you. You you can feel it stirring awake at this point.
4: have, like, no fear. I want to, like, just go in there.
2: Okay. Before we go in there, can I do something?
4: Sure.
0: As Silmay's, like, walking through the door. What do you want to do?
2: I just want to cast, use my ring of hill giant strength okay, to become a huge creature. And then when I am a huge creature, I want to tell everyone to stick close to me. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I have sentinel. So if somebody attacks you that is within five feet of me, I get to do a, an attack of opportunity. I hit very hard.
0: That sounds amazing.
3: Speaking of magical things, would the de- would the dead gargoyles? Would I be able to resurrect one of them using my scarab necklace thingy? Or are they not technically undead?
0: Yeah, they're not undead. They're construct. Cool. If you had a a
3: different type of magic, though. Right. Also, Silmay, just so you know, I think you can... Don't forgo, like, self-preservation. I think the fact that you're immune to fear means, like, the actual, like, spell or effect what Esmeralda just had to deal with.
4: Oh, that's true. I think I was confusing it with, like, cockiness.
3: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you are kind of, too, at
0: this point. Like, you're you're gods with you. But just, you know, before you go, like, you know,
2: marching into death. (laughs) Well, she's not marching alone. There's a huge giant walking right next to her. It's true. That's true.
0: Even bigger than the giant that was previously there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's even a larger
3: giant now.
4: I won't go running in there. I'll just, I'll just go in there with a purpose, but cautiously. Yeah. That sounds good.
3: Straight ahead of
0: you, Silme, you see doors cracked open, and then two doors on the one on the left and one on the right. You imagine that these are the rooms that are where the tombs are at. Baradin, you see now in the distance three horses coming towards you guys. Are they just horses? Uh, From what you can see, yes. Are there people on
3: the horses? I didn't. I didn't want you to think I was like, like, "Oh, are they like special horses or something?" No, just people on them.
0: Well, they they might be special horses.
3: Yes. Well, I'm gonna guess they probably are. I mean, we are in like the the undead, upside down, weird world. So I I doubt they're just here for like oats and stuff like that. More like oats and our souls. How far away are they? Probably four
0: turns away from you. Uh, but even more pressing, you see now the ground bursting open and creatures pulling themselves out and hungrily moving towards the fence line.
3: Awesome. I think we should all get inside the mausoleum.
0: <laughs> if you like, you can start blasting them with your meteors as you see these beasts coming.
2: Could I also do that with Eldred's Blast? Yep, of course.
3: Well, I guess that was gonna be my next question is like, do we wanna stand and fight these and use more spells and or and stuff, or do we wanna get inside and try and fight the big thing?
2: I mean, I'm not gonna go fight the big thing. I thought this was more of like we're running and we're casting spells as we're running to the mausoleum.
3: Well, you guys are at the door, so you don't have very far to go. Yeah. I'm just gonna start heading towards because I don't really wanna like chuck rocks yet at things that are like on the other side of the fence.
2: I mean, as I run in, I definitely want to look in the mausoleum for something I can bar the door with.
0: Yeah, well, you guys can probably just shut the door again. Oh, okay, cool. But, I mean, they will try to force it open. You don't see anything immediately on the inside that looks like you can use to to keep that door from being pushed open. Perhaps in one of the side chambers. But
2: Alrighty, well, I, I'm in the mausoleum. I don't know about everyone else. If you
0: guys want to move your characters inside, go ahead and do that now. Otherwise, uh, we're going to roll initiative for the creatures coming from out, from without. Perfect. As you enter, and I'm assuming that you're closing the door, Alistair. Yes. Uh, You see the creatures now, which you believe are ghouls, jumping the fence line and moving forward towards you in a dead sprint as you lock the door and pray all right awesome you are now inside do you guys want to go left or go right or go straight ahead
2: i'll do the left door
0: perfect you pop open the left door and you see inside a another stone sarcophagus With weird, strange symbols of the Shadowfell written
2: on it. But otherwise, this room looks undisturbed. I don't know if I want to be messing with some graves, but what do you guys think?
3: Well, as long as it's not glowing, I think we should probably leave that one alone.
2: Yeah. well, we go check the other room and see if there's anything in there?
3: I'm going to, for right now, stand in the hallway facing the door. Because I still got these rocks floating around me. So that way, in case they make it through the door, I can at least buy us some time. I guess it would
2: make sense that my character would be, like, right by the open door, ready for somebody to walk in. Yeah. I am the giant. I don't know if I can fit through these, like, other doors.
0: You you can fit through. You can squeeze your way through. You see uh, in the other room a very similar-looking uh, stone sarcophagus, also symbols etched into it. Through the door that is open, since Alistair is, like, peeking through that now, You see a sarcophagus that has been shattered open. And you see, uh, scrawled in the door, the name Harn. H-A-R-R-N.
1: Do we know who or what Harn is?
0: You guys can roll history checks if you'd like to see. Does it have to do with undead? Uh, It does have to do with undead, yes.
1: I got a six
0: i got a 22
3: hey so did i way to go
0: nice through your studies you believe that he is a powerful undead creature that has been attempting to bring an undead army into the material
3: plane
2: oh we gotta stop that
0: yeah but you don't know a great deal otherwise
3: you know is it too much to ask that we go into an alternate dimension with undead, everything everywhere. And we just, you know, maybe we just find a nice ice cream shop or something like that. Get your shit together, Baradin. This is what you
2: signed up for. It just starts shaking <laughs> you. Don't freak out, man. There's armies of undead out there. <laughs>
0: how does it feel to be shook by a giant literally a hill giant
2: and then since i am huge i am 16
3: feet tall i'm not pleasant at all although after he finishes shaking me i will a never need to see a chiropractor ever again and b have grown three inches so there you go all righty so
2: what's the plan then guys
1: do the other doors have names on them or just the one that's open
0: you don't see any names on the other on the other ones
3: all right so are these the only doors in this mausoleum yep there's nothing else of any interest in here correct
0: right oh I mean the sarcophagus is you could go inside you can look inside the shattered one if you
2: want yeah you guys do that why don't why don't you guys move away from the front door I'll guard the front door you
0: go in and you see clearly that he has left. You actually hear through the stone of the mausoleum, you hear a scraping, and it's like walking around. You can hear it, and it's scraping along the wall.
1: On the outside?
0: Yep. And he is making his way forward. You hear laughter as he's as he's walking forward.
1: Oh,
3: great. Yeah, well, I got some rocks for that.
2: Nice. Does my character also hear that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess I'll just look back and say, "Well, I think I'll take the lead on this one, if that's all right with everyone." As I'm hunched down, my head scraping against the ceiling.
3: Yeah, that's fine. Just don't be too close to him, because when these rocks hit things, they explode.
2: That's fine. I got I got some a good boost in health when I uh, moved up in size.
3: So, does this dude count as undead?
2: Oh yeah, they all are undead. You
0: you sense all of them.
3: Right, but so since he's undead, can I just use my scarab necklace now and like make him mine? You know, boom, we win, game over. Let's go back and yeah,
2: if you think it's powerful enough,
3: yeah, it's probably not. That's the question. We might, we could
2: try that, but I don't know if we want to bring a dude that wants to destroy the material plane back to the material plane.
3: No bad, no bad has ever happened from bringing somebody who wants to commit a crime to the place they want to commit the crime at. I mean, really, come on. I, i'm pretty sure you become an accessory at that point right yeah well it's and i don't care we have dragons i was
0: only driving the cart
3: i got a really good lawyer he's an orc he tears people's arms off when they don't agree with him it's fine
2: hey mr dm before we go into this large battle i have a question because i just noticed this because i was just reading through my abilities again my crimson right since i got to level five went from a d4 to a d6 any chance I can reroll roll that D4 and then just take the damage on it? Yeah, I definitely recommend the rerollage. Thank you. I just realized. I was like, wait, a D6? Well, I got a 1. So nothing changed. My Crimson Rite is fucking useless right now. It really kind of has just been biting you in your giant ass. It's... It really has.
0: Can you all just roll initiative so it's all set up?
3: Oh, sure. I suppose we can do that for you.
2: Just click it and then... That's a five. I got a
3: seven. Ooh, I got an 18. God damn it. Why do I have to keep going early? Well, you don't
2: have to do anything. You can just prepare. I haven't kicked the door open yet.
3: Well, that's true. I'm prepared. I've got a lot of rocks, so...
2: So you guys have
0: the initiative advantage here, then. Who's going first between Baradun and Alistair? Like, Alistair, are you just going to use a bonus action and pop that door open and let him cast a spell out. And then we just continue, continue from there. Or are you going to rush out?
2: My plan was to rush out after Baradin through his fireball and his rocks.
0: Yeah. All right. Perfect. So let's go ahead and do that. You pop that door open, Baradin. I'm assuming you're, you're chanting your
3: fireball spell up at this point. Can I see anybody? Do I have a target to engage?
0: Oh, yeah, see these are all all ghouls out here, and then there's a white.
3: All right, well, then I'm going to use a uh, bonus action and I'm going to send two of my rocks out the door. okay, at probably the first two ghouls that I can see. So they've got to beat sixteen deck saves,
0: okay? Or take half damage? Yes. Okay. Uh, the first one fails, and the second one got a 16, so he takes half.
3: Okay, and anything that's within five feet of them also has to make that deck save, too. Oh, good lord. Okay, well... This is a clusterfucker
0: right here, is what this this spell is. That's exactly what you guys needed right here. All right, so Bravo, full damage, Charlie, half, Edward, full, Delta, half. Okay, perfect, easy.
3: All right, so the first rock does seven damage. Which one is
0: that going towards, the the full damage side or the half damage side?
3: Full damage side.
0: Okay, seven it is.
3: The half damage side, I send, that, that rock gets eight, so they take four. I cast Fireball. Nice. And that is going to do a 25 foot circle of damage.
0: If you hit land it right on the white, then you'll hit yeah. all of them and not hit the giant.
3: Well, and I won't hit the giant anyway because I have the ability to make sure the fireball doesn't hit the giant.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, then it doesn't matter. You, pretty much anywhere you put it, it's going to hit all of
3: them. I'm going to throw this fucker right at the white. Uh, deck save at 16 for everything in the way. And if not, it takes 26 damage.
0: Holy balls! Okay, let me just start with the white fail. So your first explosions are just like machine gun fire going into these these ghouls running up the beaches of Normandy here, and just chunks of sand and dirt flying everywhere and shredding into them. Then you hit them with the huge blast from your you know your your stationary guns and just chunks of flesh. And gore fly everywhere. The first one, in fact, just like bursts into just little chunks and pieces and flies everywhere. Uh, And then you see another one slammed into the ground, crumbling into little parts. And then this dude catches on fire and begins screaming ghoulishly. The white begins laughing hysterically. And raises his hands up, and you see more graves bursting open.
3: Did the white save?
0: No, he did not. He he took damage to him.
3: I'm sure he's fine. I i don't doubt that 26 did, like, nothing to him. He
0: is indeed burned a bit, but still does not appear close to death. As Alistair, are you jumping out the door now at this point? yeah. Okay, as you're jumping out the door, Ghoul Alpha is coming right at you to engage you like he he is jumping straight towards you.
2: I just want to ignore him. My goal is to get to the white. Like I'm barreling through these guys. I'm not even I'm not interested in them at all.
3: Perfect.
0: You easily get to him as you're charging him. You're going to get an attack here in a second. But he does let loose one arrow at you and hits you for 12 points of damage. That's all right. And then he begins chanting a spell. And you see these, you see three skeleton horses off to the side that are rushing towards you over here. Uh, And he is chanting a spell. So go ahead and roll your, your
2: attack. Well, see, here's the thing I wanted to do. I want to hit him with my hammer to make him fall onto the ground, and then I want to mount on top of him and try to rip his head off. Okay. So he stops talking. And since I'm huge, I feel like that's my only option. Yeah. So I got a 13 to hit.
0: 13 is not enough to hit him.
2: Well, then I guess I'm just going to hit him again then, since I realized I didn't hit him with the first one. There we go. I got a 26.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a hit. That's not a crit, though, is it?
2: No. So I got a 15 for bludgeoning, plus the one for um, my Crimson Ride, and then my D10 for Thunder, which is a six. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, you just
0: smash this guy back, and he drops down to to one knee, and he sets his bow down and draws a longsword to, to fight you here.
2: As I see that, I'm just like, it's me and you, baby, let's do this.
0: The first ghoul charges in to attack Baradin, and he tries to claw you.
3: As I've read and now learned, if I have a reaction, that can happen, right? Like, I can do it now that he's attacking me? Yep. Because that's what my spell shield is, is a reaction. That just temporarily raised my AC 5 points, so now my armor class is 21
0: so he does not hit you you see his sickly claws dig through your shield and your your shield kind of like wavers a bit but doesn't break and you see what looks like dripping green ooze or poison on his claws and you see the same in his mouth that is opening wide as he's trying to reach reach for you to bite you. Great. Ghoul Charlie tries the same against Esmeralda, though unprotected by your shield. Her shield deflects the poison claw as it grips and slams against her shield. Esmeralda, you feel a slight shake as the blow hammers into your shield, and you know that these are fairly powerful creatures if they get a hold of you.
1: Are they undead?
0: Oh yeah, everything here is undead.
1: Okay, I just wanted to verify that.
0: Yeah. Well, everything so far that you've encountered is undead. Not everything in the Shadowfell is undead, potentially. Well, definitely. There are things here that are not undead. But it is your turn, Esmeralda. What do you wish to do about these two creatures in front of you?
1: going to move right there so that it cannot get to Silmay. Okay. I am going to cast Aid. Awesome. Which gives three people. says each target's hit points maximum and current hit points increase by five for eight hours. Okay. I'm going to give it to Baradin. I know Alistair's taken damage, so I'll give it to him. I'll give my other one to Silmay. I should be fine. I have a lot of hit points.
2: How many hit points do I get back?
1: You add five temporary hit points. Sweet.
0: They're just temporary, though. And Silmay, you'll be at 15 because of your potion. All right, Silmay, your turn.
4: Do they seem like they're, like, wounded at all, or are they, like, totally fine?
0: Oh, the two things right in front of you are almost dead.
4: Oh, They're, okay. they're
0: still on fire. All right,
4: making sure, so I'm not going to waste the so far. The one in front of me, I guess. 22.
0: Awesome, yeah, that's a hit. 11. That is enough to kill it it drops dead uh anything else that you want to do do you want to move or anything like that or are you good
4: all right yeah i'm good
0: barred you're up you got a beast standing in front of you you have a white you have three skeleton horses coming and you have more ghouls raising up out of the ground rushing you guys
3: is it an action or a bonus action for me to use my necklace because now I've got undead I can work with, right?
0: So you can use it uh, it's an action. it's a spell that you're you're casting.
3: Cool. Well, then I'm going to cast it on the one that tilllma just killed okay and bring it back to life. Will he do my bidding now? I mean is that yeah so I'm gonna sick him on his buddy.
0: okay He is going to swing but he does not hit. He misses. Now you have your bonus actions. So you can either cast your things or...
3: Yes, which I'm going to do. I'm basically going to throw the rock at this guy, which he's got a 16 is his deck save. Don't worry about the other two behind me because I can make sure that the rocks don't hit them and nor will they hit Sammy.
0: And you're not going to hit your school pet?
3: No, because I want him around.
0: Perfect. He attempts to save. He does, so he takes half damage.
3: Okay, well then let me tell you what half damage is.
0: He rolled a mighty 22.
3: Wow, impressive. I will give him props for that.
0: He's he's nimble for a dead guy.
3: He is.
1: Just a piece of him fell off of him. That's why he's nimble, because...
3: Oh yeah, there's
0: less of him to move around now.
3: So he takes five damage.
0: Awesome. He still somehow is alive, despite being hit multiple times by multiple things. Okay. Uh, And it's his turn.
3: Awesome. Do I have a movement?
0: If you move, he'll get an attack of opportunity, but yes, you can move.
3: Nope, that's all I needed to know. Okay, so let him swing away.
0: Uh, Is your shield still up?
3: It lasts for a while.
0: Okay, but a 23 hits you, right?
3: Shit, yes it does.
0: He hits you for four points of damage. His hand breaks through your magical shield. And then also roll a constitution save for me.
3: A con save. Yeah. Woo, I got a 19.
0: As it rakes across you, you immediately begin wiping the ooze away from your open wound, and you're fairly confident none of it seeped in into the scratch on your arm.
3: That's good. I'm also swearing a lot, you know. In Elvish? In everything. Whatever languages I speak, there's swear words coming out right now. Also, trying not to piss myself, as is the usual.
0: Alistair, I think it's your turn, and you have a sword-wielding white in front of you multiple zombies coming and three skeleton horses to your left that are bearing down on you without riders
2: bring it on i want to swing my maul at them okay i got a 12 that doesn't hit right
0: no that unfortunately 18 is a hit yeah
2: i rolled a one so i'm gonna re-roll that better look at that i got a 17 for my bludgeoning plus a one for my necrotic and then the thunder damage a three the 21 damage total
0: nice he staggers back again and laughs he smiles and he reaches his hand like towards you and then closes it and the mist like wraps up around him and he teleports away from you and back into the back of the group a ghoul is within range of him, and he reaches over and he grabs the ghoul and he looks right at you, Bear Killer. And he just grabs the ghoul, digging his hands into it, and the ghoul begins screeching and just withers and decays right in front of you. And you see him healing up as he drains the last of the power and life force from this. And he smiles at you as he brushes away the damage.
2: I want to point my hammer, holding it with one hand at him and with my other hand just kind of do the motion like come on like move my hand towards me nice taunting him challenge accepted maybe in type intimidating him and trying to frighten him
0: i love it esmeralda your turn you see more undead coming before you
1: i am going to cast moonbeam at the white
0: nice i love he
1: needs to make a constitution saving throw please 14 he will take half of this damage
0: okay oh fuck he only took (laughs) ah two blasted him for two points of damage he shrugs the spell off as if it were nothing what do you want your sammy to do
1: it's gonna attack this guy and it's gonna constrict it okay I mean, does a 16 hit? Because if not, it has a plus six.
0: Yeah, it hits. Eight. Nice. Okay. And then I'm guessing I need to make...
1: If you feel like you want to escape, then you need to make a DC of 15.
0: Okay. But that's just on my turn, right?
1: Yeah. It's it's grappled until the target can escape.
0: All right. Awesome. It is now Silmay's turn.
4: There's one still left by me, but then all the rest are outside, right? Yeah. All right, so I'll just try to finish off the one that's in here. I will do produce flame. Okay. That's a 10.
0: He resists your spell. This ghoul attacks the giant. He misses. Sweet. Edward, he comes forward and also tries to grab you. This one does with a 23. You take eight points of damage. And then, can you make a constitution save for me?
2: I rolled a 24.
0: Oh, yeah. You easily shrug it off. You are aware, based on your experience fighting creatures of this type, if you fail your save, you could be paralyzed for a short period of time. Any damage or like if a, a party member moves you or casts a spell or whatever to get you out of it. It's pretty easy to break since these aren't very powerful ghouls. But you could become paralyzed. These ghouls seem quite intent to do that to you. The next ghoul attacks Sammy for a 10. Is a 10 a hit with a natural armor class of 19. You hacker. Alpha definitely hits the... Wizard again. Bairden, you might not be going back to the love of your life, it looks like. 10 points of damage.
3: It's okay. I got health potions, guys. It's fine.
0: Oh <laughs> And you're also standing next to a priest.
3: That's true.
0: You should, in theory, be okay. Uh, can you roll a constitution save for me, though?
3: Yes. This is where I get paralyzed. 22. Shrugging off that paralysis juice.
0: As As the poison is like... Trying to break into you, you you feel like your natural elven resistance just pushing it away. Some poison is inside of you, you've managed to resist it and it's no longer a threat. But you could become overwhelmed by the poison still the same. Not to mention just the pure damage. The other one joins in the attack on our giant friend. 18 is not a hit. No, it is not. Another ghoul tries to bite you oh shit but he does bite you for 22 piercing damage oh yeah yeah so you'll take nine damage it is now alistair's turn you are enraged at this point
2: i am now i have a question for you they are in a perfect line i am a huge creature with a gigantic hammer Can I just do a full sweep attack and, like, just like drag my hammer through all of them?
0: I'll let you do that with your hammer. Can you roll for each one, though, for me?
2: Sure, I will. First one is a 14.
0: Hit. You got to beat a 12, so.
2: Second one, okay, that's a 19. Third one is an 8, 27, and last one is a 26.
0: Roll right down that damage.
2: So bludgeoning on the first one is 15. Bludgeoning on the second one is 12. Bludgeoning on the third one is 15. And bludgeoning on the fourth one is 9. And then, obviously, a plus 1 to all of those. I'm going to roll 4 D10s at a, in, a, in a row and then just look at each individual number. 1, 2, 10, 9.
0: Somehow, just the way your damage was distributed... like. If some of those numbers were flipped around, you easily would have killed a bunch of these guys, but they're all still standing. Jesus. Just because your thunder damage, like the high damage lined up with the low bludgeoning rolls.
2: That's cool. I get a second attack. Yeah. So let's roll again. I did not beat a 12 on the first one. Did beat a 12 on the second one. Did not beat a 12 on the third one. And I did beat a 12 on a fourth one. So I'm hitting the second and the fourth one.
0: Okay, perfect.
2: I got a 17 for the first one, and then a 15 for the second one for bludgeoning, and then thunder damage, 10 and a 9.
0: Nice. Awesome. You just blew both of them away.
2: I feel like it was just like a quick smash from left to right.
0: Yeah, you just sweep through. The other two you hit so hard that they staggered and your your follow-up swing just went over their heads. There are about two left in front of you, and a third though charges Sammy and attempts to claw Sammy down for fourteen stunning miss by a cheating dragon mother effer op bullshit. You know what that means? I'm just gonna make the monsters harder now.
1: I mean, you agreed to let me use it.
2: you did, you you did, Esmeralda. Don't get mad because she's using her brain.
1: At least it's not an owl bear. Yeah. Take care of some of these guys. And I'm going to hit this orange guy right here. Okay. With my flail. Flinging that thing all over the place. Oh, Nat 20 ed it.
0: Nice. Big hit.
1: And he takes 11 damage.
0: Awesome. Still standing, though.
1: That's all right. I have a second attack. Oh, I didn't hit him. I only got an eight.
0: The binding of the book just slams into his into his side. You should probably describe what your weapon looks like as you're swinging it around because you don't have a normal flail. Your flail is a a book chained to a stick. So y- you have a very unique weapon that you do. Uh people are probably not aware of when you when you're swinging it.
1: Book on a chain on a stick and I like swing flails have like a pokey things coming out of them, so I feel like the book would have little spikes coming off of it.
0: You've you've taped some forks and spoons and stuff like silverware to it.
3: Driven some nails through it. You know, you've gone total fallout mod. There's just a, a, a circular saw blade just <laughs> duct taped to it for no reason.
0: I mean, a lot of zombie movies that we've seen, you kill zombies with, you know, blades like that. Well, perfect. Esmeralda, do you want to let your cheater go? What is, what's the, what's that one doing?
1: Yeah, it's gonna bite the one that it has constricted.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds gross. Get a little ghoul flesh in, in your mouth. 14. That's a hit.
1: So, 11 damage. It must succeed DC thirteen constitution saving throw or be poisoned for twenty-four hours. I mean it's not gonna live that long, but
0: it it's dead. It you just get hit with like a wave of like revolting nausea like the whole party as it's like broadcasting out how disgusting it was that it just bit this ghoul. And you, you see it like spitting out bits of rotted flesh from its mouth. silme you are still Battling one of the original ghouls, are you? It's up to you.
4: Flame, twenty-four.
0: Oh, that's a hit.
4: Fifteen.
0: Oh yeah, it bursts into holy flame. Doesn't even make a sound. It just literally bursts. At this point, though, those horses are almost upon you, guys. Be cognizant of that. Silme, you just killed it. You do have a movement if you want to move or if you want to stay stay in here with Berrden it's up to you
3: well this you know Berrden is not planning on staying in here so uh do
0: you do you want to use your movement and go go outside or do you want to stay inside the mausoleum
4: yeah i will go outside to help okay perfect uh and now
0: if you get attacked Alistair has the ability to use a reaction to hit the thing attacking you Okay, so Ghoul Bravo is going to attempt to bring down this giant. 23. It does hit. Dude, they have good rolls against you. Uh 4 damage, and then I need another constitution saving throw. All right. I got a 12. Uh 12 is a save. Your your giantness just like shakes off, like your constitution is too hardy for such a weak weak amount of poison to bother you and your turn. You and the pet can go. And you should have control of him.
3: I'm in range of him now, right?
0: Yep, so you're protected now.
3: How far can he move? What's his movement speed?
0: Uh, same as yours. Oh, okay. Yeah, 30 feet. And uh, the horses are over coming from this direction.
2: Does his pet count as an ally that I can protect with Sentinel?
3: Yeah. All right, yep.
2: cool.
0: Uh, for all intents and purposes, until he releases the the ghoul and lets it die again uh it's his like he has a very powerful artifact yeah
3: okay so i am as a bonus action gonna chuck two rocks in this direction towards the horsies okay yeah i'm gonna just put them both at the lead guy how close are are they to each other
0: they're within 10 feet of each other
3: okay well that won't do anything but i'm gonna throw them both at the first guy okay so, he has got to he's got to make a 16 deck save to take half damage. And
0: I need to roll twice for each one?
3: If you want, just roll it to, I guess combine it together because if I take half, then you're just going to take half of both what I roll. So, just do one, that's fine. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. So, he saved on both of them then. So, that takes half damage from each.
3: <laughs> well, so he takes two and he takes so he takes a total of four damage. Those were shit rolls. What size are those things considered? They are large, and they are undead, and they are evil. Good to know. I am going to cast Gust of Wind. Okay. So what I get to do is I get to cast a line of wind, a line of strong wind, 60 feet long and 10 feet wide. It blasts from me in a direction that you choose, so I'm going to shoot it at the horse's. All right, so they have to succeed a strength saving throw of 16 wow. um, to not be pushed back five to not be pushed back 15 feet, and then any creature that is in that gust of wind, then basically it doubles their movement speed, so they have to use two feet for every one foot. Okay, and they have to roll a strength. Yes.
0: Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And where are you putting it? And how wide is it?
3: 10 feet wide by 60 feet long. Trying to slow them down, possibly knocking them back fifteen feet each. Okay. That's your wall of wind. Alright, have to be to sixteen.
0: Here we go, guys. Cross your fingers for the horses. Alright, for the first one, uh he fails. So he moves back fifteen. Let's see if he saves. Come on, horse. Uh seventeen.
3: Well that that beats because he's got he only has to beat a sixteen. Uh do they take damage? No, there's no damage. It's literally just gets pushed back. Like, if I was pushing them off a cliff, yes, they would take damage. But right now, it's just physically moving them back. Got it. Yeah.
0: The, those two save, and the weird, funky-looking one uh, failed.
3: Awesome. Well, then, but then now their movement speed is impeded. Yeah. It's cut in half, so they can't get here as fast now.
0: Perfect. And actually freaking genius. So that helps a lot. All right, Echo. So it's the one that you just pushed. He is going to move back into the wind, struggling, Foxtrot. There we go. Uh, It is now Alpha's turn, and he is going to try to hit you for a seven. Guessing that is a big miss. That is a huge miss. Alistair,
2: it's your turn now. All righty. I'm going to do my sweep attack again. Does a 14 hit?
0: Yeah, that's a hit.
2: And then the second one, a eighteen. I'll roll for damage. First one takes fifteen. Second one takes twelve bludgeoning. And then first one takes one, and then the second one takes three thunder.
0: All right, you crush both of them. They are both now flat little zombie-looking creatures.
2: Perfect. I would like to sprint towards the wife. I want to smack him with my second attack, and I'm ten feet away, so I should be able to hit him. And then now if that other thing goes to attack any of them, that's 10 feet away. So I'll be able to hit that thing. Smack him with my maul. That is bullshit. A 10, I missed.
0: Oh, yeah. Bummer. Yeah, that unfortunately is a miss. Charlie, yeah. So get ready for your reaction. Uh, He first odd goes for Sammy, even goes for Esmeralda. So 24, does that hit you, Esmeralda? Well, it's a crit. It's a crit, so it, it hits you anyway, no matter what, unfortunately. So 16, 16 points of damage. And then uh, roll me a constitution saving throw and tell me, because I want you to.
1: Is it for poison or disease? Because I have resistance to poison and I'm immune to disease.
0: Disease.
1: So I'm immune. Do you want me to still roll? Mm. No. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Dang.
0: Dang. Roll for your damage on the white then, because he's going to go.
1: He needs to make a constitution saving throw again.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: And a reaction. Yeah. So you, it looked like you hit him, right?
2: Yeah. I rolled an 18. 14 plus the one with Thunder of six. So 21 points of damage total.
0: Yeah. He is smashed and gone. First time I've been able to use that ability. I like it. The white saved.
1: Takes, what, five? You take the lower number of 11?
0: Okay, perfect. Five damage. What is the white going to do? He is going to think he's actually going to cast a spell on the giant. Bring it on, pussy. Oh yeah, he misses. It doesn't matter. Never mind. He whiffs. Okay, it is Esmeralda's turn. The white begins... Casting another spell after missing Alistair. It looks like potentially another summoning spell.
1: I am going to come over here next to the white. I'm going to smack him with a 20. I did four damage, but that's okay. I would like him to make a strength saving throw of a 14, please.
0: Uh yep, he got a 14.
1: Yeah, he doesn't get restrained. And then my second hit, an eight probably misses, right?
0: Yeah, an eight misses, yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. It's in my quaddles turn. Yep. My Sammy's gonna come over here to this horse. Try to constrict it, because no moving is better than moving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How is your little dragon gonna restrict this giant horse?
1: I don't know, but does a 25 hit?
0: (laughs) It does. You can do damage to it, but he's not going to be big enough to restrict this, unfortunately.
1: Well, then can it bite it instead?
0: Either way, it's a hit. You're fine. Just roll your... Eight. Eight. Ooh, nicely done. Which one is that? That is Foxtrot. Eight damage. Anything else I need to do with that? Silmay, you're up. They need you. I don't know how hurt Alistair is.
2: I'm, I got 50 HP out of 60.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So you you got you have the white, and then you have three skeleton horses bearing down on you.
4: But no one's, like, close to dying, right? No. Just making sure.
0: Unless Bairden does something stupid.
3: Which is always prone to happen, but you know.
4: For this horse here.
3: You see bouts of flame
0: coming out of its nostrils.
4: So is it, like, resistant to fire?
0: No. I just was making him cool. Aesthetically.
4: Well, to produce flame then.
0: Light his ass on fire.
4: Do I need to roll my other one?
0: No, I mean that—that's a hit on this guy.
4: I hit Ray of Frost, but we can just pretend it's the other thing.
0: Okay. Well, the other one does more damage, doesn't it?
4: No, they're both two d eight.
0: Okay. Okay. Seven. Perfect. And Delta takes seven. Just chunks of flesh just burn away as your holy fire just melts right through it it is now Baradin. yes you got two things to do win the fight and not die go
3: okay so i am going to have i got enough movement that i can send my minion off to go try and fight the white
0: yeah i mean he can move thirty, so that's five uh five
3: squares all right well i'm gonna send him that way i'm gonna chuck i've got one rock left Okay. And as I'm walking forward, I'm going to, like, underhand sidearm the rock over the horse that's over here fighting Kira's pet. Nice. Okay. So he's got to beat uh dex save a 16. Nope, oh, he failed. Uh, it went right through his face. Takes uh, five damage.
0: I would have thought that would have more. Well, I guess you got so many of them, though.
3: Right. You get so many of them. And it's 2d6. So it's like there's a the potential there to get 12, but you got to do that. I rolled a four and a one. Do you
0: not get any other modifiers on it? Like you don't get um, your intelligence modifier or anything?
3: No, I don't. Because you're casting it on yourself. Like the spell doesn't take anything for me to use because I'm casting it on myself. The rest of it is just them making the deck save and then how much damage the rocks do. Moving on to the white. I focus my attention on the white. And I uh, mutter a few words and then put my hand out in front of me. And I cast Agonazar's Scorcher, which that is going to be... He has to beat a dex of 16 save or else take 3d8 damage. He can save for half.
0: He did not save.
3: Okay. Wow. Nine damage. Oh, that was it? That was it. Long line of fire, used to spell slot, nine damage.
0: Yeah, I thought that was gonna be so much more too.
3: It was supposed to be so much more. It was like three d6s or something like that. Maybe was it? No, it was three fucking d8. I got nine out of three d8. That's horseshit. Yikes. My character summons a table, flips it, and goes home. <laughs>
0: Just leaves the rest of you here in the shadowfell. He quit. Yep,
3: yep. Lights lights that candle, and he is off to start his new life with his you know soon to be hot raven girlfriend.
0: Yeah, I love it. What are you gonna do with your skeleton pet though? Are you can you you want to swing for him? You get a yeah. Uh...
3: Yeah, he's. He, I'm just sending him out, the dude. It's like just go try and kill him. You want me to roll for it since I have to. Stat. You you have all the stats. I don't know what the hell he's rolling for, so go for it. Well, maybe you should have rolled, because he whiffed. <laughs> oh, well, then I retract that statement, and I I roll for him.
0: Yeah, roll 1d20 plus 4. We'll let you do it.
3: Oh, well, all he got was a 14. Or 15. He got a 15, so. That
0: is a hit, though. 15's a hit. 2d4 plus 2? Or do you want to take the flat 7?
3: I'll take the flat. That's fine.
0: All right. 7. Edward. Edward's turn. He's half speed. Still not there. Foxtrot. Foxtrot is going to try to attack Sammy. So the horse tries to stamp on your stupid overpowered bull crap dragon
1: shit. Okay.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, the DM has no bias towards this creature whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I assure you, despite what he says, He has nothing but warm, fuzzy feelings towards this coaddle.
0: Yes, I I love flying snakes. That is a big hit. A 19 plus 6 is a hit. Your little guy takes 6 points of damage from his 97 hit points. He does not appear to be affected, even in the slightest. So, now we're at a crossroads. Odd goes for Silmay, even goes for Sammy.
1: Go for Sammy.
0: Oh my lord, he misses. Okay, he's soon going to be fighting three horses. He'll be alright. Gosh, Alistair, your turn.
2: (laughs) Alright, I'm going to smack the white. I'm assuming it's 17 hits.
0: Uh, yeah. That that does hit him.
2: So, 17 bludgeoning, 1 necrotic, and 10 thunder for my first attack. Oh my lord. So 28 damage total. Second attack is a 18. Um, I'm going to roll the damage. Nice. 17 again. Plus the one. And thunder damage. Coming in with a nine. Nice. So 27 on that one.
0: He could not steal your life and heal himself like I was planning on doing this next turn. So he's dead. Crushed by the giant. Esmeralda, your turn. Uh, Your Sammy is over there getting pounded on by three skeleton horses.
2: Wait, can I move? Yeah, you can move also. Uh, Esmeralda, would you like to move over a little bit? I was going to go next to Sammy.
0: Well, you still have your 10-foot reach, so you could just be behind them. Oh,
2: I could be behind That's right. yeah.
1: I mean, you won't hit me as a giant. I'm literally two foot tall. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes.
0: All right, Esmeralda.
1: I'm just, I'm going to swing my flail. Does a 14 hit? Yeah. Yeah, sure does. I was hitting the white one.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that hits, right? Yeah. Damage five. Okay. And then I'm going to hit at it again. A 14 again. Eight damage.
0: All right. Still alive. And Sammy's turn?
1: Sammy is going to bite. Gross. One d20 plus eight.
0: refuses to bite. That was
1: terrible. I missed. It was a nine. Or does a nine hit? I don't know.
0: Nope, sure doesn't. Yeah, lucky. He did not want to bite that horse, so he refused. Still may. your turn. Pretty much nothing to be concerned about because Sammy the Tank is handling this fight.
4: I'll move up a little bit. I'll do some frost.
0: <laughs> nice, okay. On the brown horse?
4: Yes, the closest With one.
0: With no one. saddle? Okay. Ooh, that's a hit. Yeah, nice. Seven. Awesome. Ooh, he's still up though. They all look almost dead as most undead things look. I think that is probably everything that you really can do. I'm the frost mage cleric of Are you done, uh, Silmay?
4: Oh yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm done. Oh okay. Alright, perfect. Um it is Baron's turn. Baridan and his skeleton or his ghoul pet. Are all the
3: horses still alive?
0: Oh yep, all three.
3: I guess I'll aim for the brown one okay the one that's on the top here i'm going to uh wind up and check a chromatic orb at it all right does that crit 20 hit yeah sure does yeah i just did 36 damage
0: that thing just explodes disintegrated uh you don't have any more bonus stones do you
3: no, I used them all. They're gone. I've been keeping track because I only had six, and I've used them all.
0: It is now the other things. He's dead. The other one, he is going to try to stomp on him. Plus four. Let's kill Sammy. If it's the last thing that we do, uh, he hits him. or A mighty walloping. 2d6 plus four. Yeah, 12 points of damage. Take that, Sammy. Well, uh...
1: He still has more hit points than all of us, so...
2: Dan, does a 21 hit?
1: Uh, turns
2: out a 21 does hit. Let's take this thing out. 16 damage for bludgeoning, 2 thunder damage.
0: Alright, perfect, and your necrotic 1.
2: And my necrotic 1.
0: Yep, he is gone. Just crushed.
2: Does the other one want to make an attempt too to attack?
0: Uh, yep, turns out he does he knows nothing else he is going to attack 21 hits
1: the hitting sammy wow. or me
0: yeah he's hitting sammy again it
2: sucks that they actually started hitting when you guys got close because even if they miss i still get an opportunity of attack well
0: wow. minus 16 hit points sammy's going down 63 hit points left all right roll for your
2: does a 13 hit uh yeah just barely there we go that's better 14 bludgeoning plus the one with the 10 thunder
0: oh solid hit he also just splinters away into nothing i think that we have successfully killed everything are you going to release your ghoul
3: yes doesn't he just drop dead yeah i didn't know if you wanted to keep him or not Actually, yeah, I'm going to hold on to him until we, like, are actually about to go back, and then I'll release him and leave him here. Okay. I'm growing kind of fond of the guy, you know? I'm just shuffling around wanting to eat things. It's great. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um. So, a couple things. One, Sammy is telling you that you need to hurry. There are more powerful creatures coming, but we can do a quick loot of all these items that are here. Because there is actually a lot of stuff. Can I get who's going to be our loot table roller? I just need one person who's going to be in charge of the D100 rolls. I can roll it.
2: Nobody else wants to.
0: Okay, awesome. And then who wants to be the roller for the other random dice that I'm going to throw at them?
3: I'll do it. Awesome.
0: Okay, so give me the first D100 roll.
2: We are looking at 86
0: Nice. Okay, and give me a roll for a 1d12. 12. Oh, wow. Nice. While well, I'm pulling that up, can I get a roll for another d100?
2: That's a 92.
0: Holy crap. Okay. Uh, Give me another 1d12 and add plus 2 to that. 14. You guys find a few things here. The first thing that you find is a saddle. Saddle of the Cavalier. And then you also find a ring of regeneration.
3: Ooh.
0: Oh, fancy. Yep, that one is the really good one. And then I need one last 1d100 roll.
2: 74. It's the best rolls I've ever had with a d100. Yeah, those are
0: really, really
2: good rolls.
0: Nice, 74. Okay, and then give me one more D12 roll. Wow,
3: I've rolled three 12s in a row.
0: Nice. We're going to be rich. You guys find, geez, a lot of gold here. You guys find 170 gold pieces, and then you also find 250 silver coins, and... 270 copper coins you also find a long sword plus one is it a two-handed uh you can use it as a one or two-handed sword yeah
3: yeah that's the beauty of the long swords
0: yeah so perfect that unfortunately though i must say is all that you guys find here
3: that's fine do we need to get out of here then
2: yeah well was our only thing only to like slay him like to free the girls Yep. So and as
0: you're leaving, you hear a ginormous roar in the distance uh, and a dark giant shape in the sky moving in your direction.
3: I'm going to pull the little blue candle out, stick it in this lantern and light it, and we should probably get going.
2: Uh, Unfortunately, remember, Baird, you go last. Yeah, I know. As you guys
0: approach back towards the, you know, where you just killed the white and everything and he's lit this. The gate swings open, and you see through the the mist that's forming in front of the gate, you see a starry sky.
2: Meaning it's night, so yeah. All right, get on through, guys. All right, so as you guys
0: pass through, and Baird, and you're the last one to, to step out, you see a figure standing at the door of the mausoleum as you
3: walk through. Ooh, what's the figure look like? Roll a perception check. Oh, well, I will, damn it. (laughs) I shall tell you. You're going to tempt me with a good time, and I don't see shit. I rolled an 11.
0: Uh, And it is an old, crooked-looking lady, and she's leaning on a staff. And you see behind her a small, disfigured child. And the, the portal slowly closes behind you.
3: Oh, that's sad. Now the question is do
0: you tell the group that?
3: Well yeah, I would probably. I'd be like, hey, or whenever I can. I mean, whenever I get out on the other side.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're the you're the last one
2: too.
3: In fact, when I come through, I'm going to be like almost downtrodden. I'll be like, shit, guys, she was right there, the witch with the little girl at the mausoleum. She wasn't there when we left. Yeah, but she was there as we were walking out.
2: And she definitely didn't want us to see her when she was there. I and mean, we picked that place clean.
1: The only thing we didn't do was smash open the sarcophagi.
0: Yeah, you guys didn't open those other sarcophagi in there. Can I get a deck save from Bairden, the the mighty wizard?
3: 17. Uh,
0: you save. That's good. <laughs> Maybe. So Vanique attempts to, to grab you, uh, but she's... She's weak from from the spell, and instead of grasping you in her arms as you come through, uh, she begins to fall down towards and into the grave. Somehow you manage to scoop her up in your arms, though, before she falls while still holding the lantern as the last bit of the candle burns away to nothing and the mist dissipates from the interior of the...
3: So that leaves me standing there holding her, right? Yep. I would imagine that at that point, it would be one of those things where we would look at each other and then, like, immediately blush. And then it would just turn into, like, one of those manga-esque anime scenes where I'd, like, put her down and we'd just be like, oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, geez, Wow. are you and just the, the whole the, a sea of awkwardness erupts right there,
0: you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's awesome.
3: Could my character interrupt a little bit?
2: Sure, yeah. Do I, does my character notice this, like the awkwardness? Good lord, everyone notices this.
3: That's the whole point, is that this is going to be just so terribly awkward.
2: I'm just, coming from the mountains and the life I live, my character's just going to say out loud, and he's going to groan, ugh, just kiss her already, idiot.
1: My character would probably just, like, roll her eyes, turn around, and walk away. <laughs> and just say something under my breath about, "oh, stupid elves.
3: There's no way my character would have the balls to kiss her at this point. However, I would like once once I'd set her on the ground and made sure that she was okay, I would like hand her back her, you know, motion back to her her lamp and be like, I brought your lamp back.
0: She smiles and she takes it back and hooks it back onto her belt. And she, she hands you a small piece of paper. It's an old and yellowed piece of paper. Okay. Folded neatly
3: can i unfold it and read it
0: uh so you unfold it and you open it and she giggles and she's like i haven't written anything to you yet and she stands up and she kind of runs towards the the house
3: oh and i look at it and then i kind of comprehend what she's saying and i smile and i fold it back up and i put it in my pocket perfect
0: yes so now you guys have gained the assistance of the scarlet sash Uh, madrina thanks you guys as as you get up to leave and she says that she'll take care to see if she can't find another way to temporarily open the gate again and perhaps uh, if she finds a way to do that they'll let you guys know so that way you can try to get the last daughter back the last daughter of brantifax
1: are we able to you know rest and rejuvenate ourselves at the house this evening
0: yep you guys will uh if everyone can mark down a ration and then we'll do that and also can we put in baird and you have that enchanted piece of paper that you can write back and forth oh cool with the scarlet sash yeah
3: yeah i'm sure it'll only ever be official business either you know just i'm sure Totally above the belt and everything. Dude, my
2: character's gonna fuck with you so much with that. Yeah, well. I'm just trying to get you out
3: of your shell, boy.
2: Alrighty, so do we want to call it here? Do we want to split the loot later?
3: Yes, I think that's fine.
2: Are we going up a level, Mr. DM? Oh, yeah. Yep. Perfect. You guys go up a level four. Sure. Alrighty. Well, then, I will see you all next week. This was
3: fun. Yes, it was. What level does that make us now? Six.
2: Alrighty, Good night, everyone.
3: Good,
1: good night. night. Thank you for playing.
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you all for playing and being a part of this.
3: Thank you for hosting our lo- the lovely stream.
1: Oh, of course. Um, you know, that's what I'm here for. To provide entertainment to all.